Welcome to Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives, a podcast by and about the spirituality of the richly diverse Milwaukee Christians who are all connected to little, bold Redeemer Church in the heart of the city on Wisconsin Avenue. I'm Lisa bates Froyland, pastor of Redeemer, and since 2011, I've been on a journey with the incredible people you'll meet on this podcast each week. I always say there are no dull people at Redeemer, and thanks be to God for that. Even during this pandemic, our Redeemer lives, and we are living our Redeemer lives. Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives is sponsored by Jeff One Row Designs. For more than 15 years, the creative team at Jeff One Row Designs has been handcrafting liturgical textiles. Their processional banners and seasonal banners grace sanctuaries across the country. Their frontals and pyramids adorn altars and lecterns in churches of all sizes. Clergy love their pastor stoles, I have three myself, deacon stoles, and other vestments too. They are proud to include Episcopal, Presbyterian, Methodist, ELCA Lutheran, United Church of Christ, Disciples of Christ, Unitarian, and Roman Catholic faithful among their clients. Interfaith and non-denominational clergy love the inclusivity of their designs. So whether you are shopping for the smallest accessory or reevaluating your entire collection of vestments and pyramids, Jeff One Row Designs would be honored to work with you to create something perfect for you. Jeff One Row Designs, W U N R O W, making ordinary time extraordinary since 2005. When you order, be sure to enter the coupon code REDEEMERLIVES15. I don't think it's ever been true that a person's uh, faith journey follows a specific uh, number of steps in a certain order. We might think about you come to the font as a baby, you go to Sunday school, maybe there's a confirmation depending on your tradition, and then maybe you step out for a little while in your young adulthood, come back for marriage and children and all of these traditional sounding things that never really fit everybody perfectly. Uh, well, I want to introduce you today to a woman who just keeps growing. <laughs> she won't stop growing and learning and spreading out her wings and her abilities in leadership, in spirituality, in building community, I want you to meet Erica Jones. Erica Jones accepted her mom's invitation to try out this church she had just begun attending herself. It was just steps from where she was living in an apartment building back then. And of course, it was Redeemer. And since that time, it has really become the entire family's church with regular attendance and service through leadership and service, many baptisms, a wedding, and the upcoming confirmation of Erica's grandson, who's beloved by us all. The Redeemer of today, I'm telling you, it would not be what it is without Erica. She has served as president of the congregation for two-thirds of my time here, and even with the growth of the congregation over time, Her goal every Sunday is still to share the peace with every single person there. And I could go on and on. And as I've been preparing for this podcast, just more and more memories flood in of her involvement here and the incredible impact it's had on the development of Redeemer. 
but I've asked her here to share her story of faith and life with you in her own words. And she can tell you about her upbringing in faith from her youth to her adulthood and how, especially in these most recent years, most recent decade, how she has committed to ongoing growth. How she is committed to ongoing growth. So Erica, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome, Pastor Lisa, and thank you for all those lovely thoughts. (laughs) Just the truth. That's all it is. I'm going to start with the same question that I've been asking everybody on the podcast so far. Um, We're almost a year into this pandemic. How is it with your soul, and how is your ongoing conversation with God these days? Well, hello, everyone. I'm Erica Jones. I'm here. My soul could use a little uplifting at this point. I feel a little disconnect due to the fact of not being able to be in church and to fellowship and um, just to give out hugs. So that is really weighing on me, but I pray a lot about it. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to open the doors real soon. My ongoing conversation with God is frequent. Especially in these times with COVID and everything, it is very frequent. Um, You have to ask, you have to pray to God and have a conversation with God about almost everything now. So my conversation is frequent Mm -hmm. and due to the campaign that we're having here at Redeemer. Mm, I pray a lot about the fundraising campaign we have here. Right. Erica is key on the first team that's working toward trying to do a major revision of our physical structure here at 19th and Wisconsin Avenue. Um, sometimes I think of the whole church as, as uh, a church lady itself, which has just worked so hard for so many decades um, on behalf of not only the worshiping community, but the whole neighborhood. And she's tired and she needs some parts replaced. Yeah, she needs some uplifting. <laughs> she needs some uplifting, too. Yes. Well, I want to take you back in time and kind of walk through uh, your life to a certain extent with the focus being on your faith and spirituality um, throughout time. So tell me, if you can, about who God was for you as a child and a teenager growing up. And that was right here in Milwaukee, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um As a child, God was the foundation because, like, my grandparents, they were the foundation of the family. So um, Sundays, we had to be in church, and um, both sets of my grandparents went to the same church, Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. And I seen both sets of grandparents every Sunday. Wow. Yes. Every Sunday that I spent the night. Saturday, oh, you just had to go to church on Sunday. There was no if, ands, or buts. You get up, you go. So... But after they passed away, I was starting to go to church with neighbors that we lived next door to because they were really in the church, and that was Mount Eret Missionary Baptist Church. So I was brought up in um, Baptist Church. So that's where it started. After that, in my teenage years, um, I didn't go to church too much after that. I pretty much was on my own with no guidance and just doing what Erica wanted to do. I became a a teenage mother of three. I dropped out of high school, but I did go back um, later, and I graduated with my S-H-E-D from MATC, now where I work at Mm -hmm. for 22 years. 
So during that time, it was a struggle uh, up until maybe my late 30s. Mm -hmm. That's when I really started, you know, slowing down and, you know, getting into the God again, let me say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the three kids, I know all of them. I'm pleased to know all of them and to have baptized several of the grandchildren uh, so far. But how old were you when each of them was born? I was 14 with my first, Marquise. I was 16 with Diamond, and I was 19 with Jaquan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all that teenager. And you really were raising them on your own for a lot of that time, right? Yes. With a bit of help, but a bit, a not bit. a lot. Yes, a bit of help, not a lot. Yeah. So it was it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. It was it really was a struggle for me to be so young and have these three kids, and you know, I don't know, I didn't know, you know, so I was just out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said in your late 30s then you started to kind of slow down some activities and then you turned to God again. Do you remember, was was there a moment, was, was it kind of gradual? It was gradual, mm -hmm. gradual, yes, because I always knew God, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was gradual just getting back into it and, you know, having grandkids. I wanted them to know the Lord as well, so that's another reason too, so. Those memories, if I can go backwards just a second, the memories of going with your grandma and grandpa, you know, the listeners can't, maybe they could tell too, but you were smiling through all of that. Are those good memories? Oh. Those are positive memories? Oh, definitely, yes. The grandparents are the best. So you wanted that for your own grandkids yes. too? Yes, yeah. I wanted them to, yes, know the Lord, absolutely. Yeah. And one of them in particular really loves church. Yeah, the little church lady. <laughs> Carter, yes, she does. She can't wait to get back here, too, as oh, well. I so. can't wait to see her. Yes. I can't wait yes. to see her. Um, can you talk about the your mom asking you to come to this church? Were there a few other churches that you were popping into? No. Oh, okay. Well, I would go to, you know, church with uh, a couple friends, um, just visiting, mm -hmm. um, but never, like, wanting to join I never felt comfortable mm -hmm. at the churches that I was visiting, so I would just visit. But my mom is the one who really got me involved into coming into Redeemer because she was coming here, uh, I don't know how for how long, but she was coming, and she was just so raving about how warm Redeemer was. And she, you got to come, you got to come. I'm like, okay. So she would pick me up on Sundays. And she would take me, or Betty would pick us up on Sunday. Oh, Betty did too. Yeah, and she would uh, take me to church. And ever since I got here, I'm stuck. I just fell in love with Redeemer. Mm -hmm. It's just a good feeling. So. And the interesting thing to me is all of the people at Redeemer who have Baptist backgrounds grew up with really different music than what we've offered here. Yes. <laughs> and we talk about it very openly and I think there's just probably been, you can count on one or two hands, the kind of music that we've shared that has been like, yes, that's my jam, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so even though the music wasn't your music, you still found a place here. Yes. Um, I like all kind of music. So mm -hmm. the music here, you know, you have to get used to it. It was, it was uh, a part to get used to, but... I love, it has changed from year to year. It has. And I love some of the songs. Mm -hmm. I really do. I got to love some of the songs. So it's not too bad. The music's not too bad. So if it wasn't necessarily the music that was a huge draw, then 
Tell me about what was the draw to this community after being kind of out of church life for a lot of years. It was the welcoming that the church showed me when I first got here, and they continue to to this day. So that was one of the really big reasons why, and also that they put you to work right away. They include you in things, and at a Baptist church, you don't get to be included. You get They pick who they want to be on boards and things like that. So that was never an option for me at the Baptist church. And here, it was an option, and I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I had options here. And then I wanted to be a part of the option, so. So actually the opportunity for service and for leadership Correct. was a big attractant to wanting to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Because when when we when I first started here, the congregation was small. Mm-hmm. So there was like maybe 25 to 30 people. But the warmness and the welcome was big and wide. It was, it was great. It was so great. Mm-hmm. I started to know how dedicated you were to the church, well, fairly early on, but I've been thinking about this one instance lately, and that was when we had a a change in staff here, and we needed to do a deep dive, clean out, and reorganization of the office. And that was hard, long, just, you know, ugh, work. (laughs) And uh, I, I thought I knew who I could re- rely on to come and, and spend some long hours here. And then you were here, and you were fully here and doing some of the hardest closets and nooks and crannies <laughs> and finding the weird stuff. And I was like, she is really in this. Yes. And it wasn't long after that then that, um, that you were on council and then the presidency, um, which you've had for a few terms now. You also came up with a great idea, and I want you to talk a little bit more about um, how Faith Foundations at Redeemer was born. Okay, Faith Foundation at Redeemer was born because of my background and coming from Baptist, it was more like a beginning course for Lutherans. And it was it was exciting. It was something new, you know, for not just people like myself that came from a different background, but just people who wanted to know more about our faith here at Redeemer. So we came up with a program, and it was fun. We had slides. We had participation. We had a sign-in sheet. You had to be present <laughs> yeah. to be a part of it. Right. Um, we also had a ceremony at the end of the program, also with a baptism too. Yes. Together. So the program was great. It was it was it was really enlightening to see and hear the faith and the word of Lutherans because I wasn't really um, used to that. Uh, it was because I was a raised Baptist, so Lutheran was fairly new for me, so I needed to know more about it, yes. Yeah, so how I remember it is it started with one particular question, which is that I, with my background, the narthex is like a word I've always known and always used, the narthex. So sometimes I would say, oh, well, it's going to be in the narthex. And then Eric would say, what's a narthex? (laughs) And when I realized somebody who was as dedicated to the church and every Sunday goer, we didn't have the same language. We had a lot of the same language, but not all of the same language. 
And so that opened up a dialogue between the two of us. And then I realized it's not just Erica. There are a lot of people who are curious and want to be exposed. So Faith Foundations at Redeemer was kind of like a confirmation program for all ages that we did during the worship service. So you didn't have to come to an extra class. And yeah, like you said, sometimes we had slide, we had game shows a couple of times. We We were very creative. This was maybe three, four years in or something like that. So we were getting a little bit bigger, but the ceremony day that you talked about was like a confirmation, which in the Lutheran church often means um, 13 or 14 year olds in white gowns and red corsages, and they affirm their faith again. So we contacted another church and borrowed a whole bunch of robes because we didn't have them. (laughs) And then everybody of all ages who had signed in those sign-in sheets all those years, they were eligible. So we had a confirmation class that ranged in age from, I don't know, maybe there was a teenager in there, but Josie as well, you know, so she was... In her early 80s at that time. She was the oldest one in there. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And so we have these beautiful pictures of all ages of the congregation in the white robes with the red corsages. That was a great day. It was. It was. And then we had more of a shared language about our faith. And uh, the thing about me as a preacher who used to be a teacher is that I still like to do a lot of teaching and sharing. And Luckily, the people of Redeemer tend to be super curious and interested. Yes, we were. Interested I was surprised in about how many people were willing to go. Yeah. There. You know, I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it was fun. But that wasn't enough for you either. No, it was not. <laughs> so you heard about uh, an offering from the Synod, which is the about 125 ELCA Lutheran congregations in southeast Wisconsin. They offered this program called Diakonia. And you signed up. So tell us a little bit about diakonia. Yes. I, as Pastor Lisa stated, I was the president. And in holding these positions, I needed to know more about Lutheranism. So that's what made me want to participate in the diakonia program. I would just wanted to learn more about Lutheranism for more personal and a deeper spiritual perspective. Did you get some extra gifts with that journey, too? Yes, I did. I got a Bible, a leather Bible with gold trim pages that I did not know who it came from. And I really wanted to know to thank them. But as I found out, I guess they get blessings for not knowing and just giving. So I never found out who gave me that beautiful (laughs) Bible. Well, I was also thinking about the people that you met along the way, oh, some yes. of whom are still your good friends. <laughs> Them too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did meet uh, quite a few wonderful people. And yes, I am still uh, connected to, i say a handful. Yeah. So yeah, that's a beautiful thing to build relationships mm-hmm. out of that uh, diaconia program. Yes. And they're beautiful relationships too, yes. I want to ask you a question, too, because you have a special gift that a lot of people don't have, and they're very frightened to do something that I think comes fairly naturally to you, and that is, how do you invite somebody to church? Oh, I just ask. I just come out and ask. Would you like to come to church? 
And I'm, you know, they go, yes or no, it's okay. I don't feel any kind of way about it. And then if they do want to come and they want to know more, oh, I just give them all of what Redeemer that I know has to offer, and they, they come. Mm-hmm. Some come, they join. Some just come to visit, but they do come. Have you ever asked the same person more than once? Yes, I have. Absolutely. I don't even know if they came yet. But I still continue to ask, though. I'm thinking we're not going to name this person, but there is one person that I think you worked on for a long, long time because you just thought that this is where she needed they, to be. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. She did. Need, it, it, it was a need to be here. Yes, I did ask her. And she did come, though. She did come and her kids came as well. So, yes. And that was a beautiful thing. How does it feel when someone says no? Oh, it doesn't bother me. No, not at all. I'll just... I'll go on to the next person and ask then. No. And what is the reason why you would want to ask someone to church? Do you do you think God's like making a tally book up in heaven or something like that? No, I think that uh, they should just come and experience Redeemer for themselves. Redeemer is lovely. It's the it's so many words I could say about Redeemer. It's just I think everybody should experience the diversity that we have here, the inclusion, all that. It's just lovely to be in Redeemer, in the sanctuary, in the narthex. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of the warmest part in the whole church. So we've talked a bit about your your development spiritually over time and your curiosity and your desire to grow. And, and that's certainly been in the area of faith and spirituality, but it's been professionally too. And you've, you've made new organizations with friends of yours yes, yes, and, uh, and done a lot of work that way. So you, you and I are close to the same age, but you're younger than I am, I think, a little bit. We're 29 together. Yes, we're both 29, and some people would just say, okay, I'm done. This is who I am. End of story. What keeps you wanting to grow? God. Yeah? He is the one that keeps me wanting to grow and grow spiritually. Yes, I just need to be a part of that. I need to do his work. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I'm here for. How do you sense God present in your life? now today I sense God present in my life by being kind smiling being a listening ear because it doesn't hurt to do that and I think by doing those things that's doing his work so that's how I sense God is present in my life right now I love the way you answered that because Oftentimes when I ask how God is present, people will ask or people will answer with the good things that are happening or their indications from outside of themselves for God is with me. You talked about how God dwells within you so that the smiles and the kindness flow out, out of you. Yes. So God abides in you. God dwells in you. Yes. And, and that's how you feel God's presence. Yes. That's a great witness. Yes, and I would like to give hugs, but I can't right now. <laughs> Just to the people that's closest to me, but yeah, I would like to give those out. <laughs> right. Um, last question uh, that I always ask everyone, a favorite Redeemer memory. Oh, my God. There's too many memories. There's so Redeemer holds a lot of memories. One, oh, this is hard. I got one, but I'm going to tell you a couple of them. Picnics. Oh, yeah. The Redeemer... <laughs> 
picnics is one of my favorites because that gets us all together and it, it, we have fun. Uh-huh. It's just not, you know, it's about church, but it's not all about church. It's about getting together, fellowshipping in a different way. So I really, and it's hot outside, mm-hmm. so I really enjoy the picnics. Also, I enjoy the confirmation for the kids. Those mm-hmm. are one of my favorites mm-hmm. as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have another one coming up with uh, with two young men, and unfortunately, it's been abbreviated or it's been interrupted um, by the pandemic. But we just have to have a couple more times, and then we're ready when when everybody can come back and watch those two young men. Oh, because I know they want to see Tristan. Oh, yes. yes. And Carter says, Nona. When are you going to give them their cards? Confir- I bought, you know, confirmation oh, yeah. cards. She was like, well, when are you going to give them their cards? I said, well, when, they, when they're completed, when they're done, mm-hmm. when we have a ceremony for them. She was like, can I be there? I said, oh, of oh, course, Carter. she'll be there. <laughs> she will be there. Wow. Yeah, leading a, a life of faith uh, sometimes means being brought to church, and then you get to a stage in your life, and you're bringing others to church. Yes. And... Uh, that's a great and blessed thing. Thank you, Erica, for sharing all of this with me. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, first of all, great. If you liked it so much you'd like to support us with a financial gift, please go to our website, RedeemerMilwaukee.org. There you will see links to our YouTube services, information on how we're trying to serve our neighbors during the hardships of this pandemic, and yes, the donate button. Thanks in advance for the help. Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives is a podcast of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Lisa Bates-Froyland, your host. Aaron Musser is our editor, sound designer, and engineer. Meredith Sype sumner wrote and performed our theme. Join us again next week. Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives is sponsored in part by Outreach for Hope, a nonprofit organization that supports life-giving ministries who serve low-income communities in the Greater Milwaukee Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Outreach for Hope grants have supported Redeemer Ministries for over 10 years. Until next time, peace be with you, peace be within you, and may peace be among us all. Goodbye.